The Big Fight Weekend Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and get a $500 risk-free sports bet by downloading the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com to start winning today. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to get a $500 risk-free bet from us at Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks. Visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you in part by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contest. Odds Crowd gives away hundreds of dollars in weekly contests, including the $100 SGPN exclusive free roll contest. And we're also brought to you in part by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store to download it today. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, T.J. Reeves. Yes, indeed. Let me look at that calendar. It does say October, and here we are now. I can't believe I'm saying this with the 10th month of 2021 already. We've got more fights to discuss and talk about. Right here on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast, I am merely the somewhat capable, somewhat competent host. I desperately need somebody to keep me in order. I got two guys to do that on the podcast uh, here as we get things underway and release for the weekend. Marquise John, senior writer, BigFightWeekend.com. Week Sauce, we have a new unified heavyweight champion in Alexander Usyk. We have a retirement of Manny Pacquiao. We have no idea when Teofimo Lopez and George Cambosis, did you hear my uh, fake Southern drawl accent there? And again, <laughs> Lopez has been spending a lot of time in Jonesboro, Arkansas. He might be used to that. Uh, he might be in Jonesboro, Arkansas, for all we know right now. I don't know. But anyway, we don't know when that fight's going to be. we got to straighten all of this out. Week Sauce, how you feeling as we begin yet another podcast? Pretty good, TJ. Looking forward to the October, or as you as I learned listening to you on the Free Day Thursday podcast, Locktober, because that's Locktober. what's happening with the boxing. October, we look for the locks in Locktober. Shortly straight ahead from NewYorkFights.com, Abe Gonzalez will be here. Love his insight. Maybe Abe has it all figured out on Lopez Cambosis and has it straight. Somebody has you. Abe is a Marine. Semper Fi. Get the Marines. Get the National Guard. Get get Judge Judy. Get somebody to get this fight going. Abe will have more on that in a moment. Let me remind you before we get to all the festivities, however you found this podcast, social media links, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, their network of shows, et cetera, et cetera subscribe it is the easiest way to get the podcast we typically come your way friday about midday eastern time as a preview podcast for the weekend not gonna lie marquise has been cackling off the air there's not a whole lot to preview for this weekend of the world championship variety we do an honest podcast 
we ain't lying to you. There's not a lot there, but we're going to have a lot of good news and a good, and good back and forth to go over, including Joshua Usyk in a moment. But anyway, we're typically in the preview mode for all the fights. Next week at this time, God help us, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder Part 3 will be in the preview mode out on Friday. We'll probably be back in the recap mode after that fight's over. And if you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts, you'll get the podcast automatically. Even if we come back with a recap one Sunday night, Monday, whatever, ding, you get the notification right away. You'll see us from BigFightWeekend.com and the Big Fight Weekend podcast. We love that. All right. uh, Promo stuff out of the way. Here he is, NewYorkFights.com. Coming out of the red corner, we love Abraham Gonzalez, who's gracious to come back in on the podcast and try to straighten us out and explain a few things. Uh, As I said, Semper Fi, hoorah. We are uh, honored to have you back, Abe Gonzalez. How are things? Good, TJ. Thank you for having me. And like DJ Khaled said, New everything. <laughs> new <laughs> month, new everything. New unified heavyweight champion. New everything. Uh, all of it. Uh, new situation for Manny Pacquiao. Is he going to be the president? We're going to cover all these subjects. Okay, first things first. Abe is our guest. Usyk. Alexander Usyk is the new, uh, let me get him straight, WBA, IBF, WBO, and any other alphabet besides the WBC heavyweight champion by virtue of a 12 round impressive decision impressive because the judges all got it right uh, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and Usyk was the better fighter down the stretch than Anthony Joshua Abe Gonzalez your reaction to what went down last Saturday night in the UK well TJ I tell you it went exactly the way I thought it would go Um, I I did a podcast EP a couple days before and I mentioned how uh, you know Joshua was making the mistake of um, coming down and weight, looking slimmer. And it almost seemed like he was trying to prove to everybody that he can outbox the boxer, right? Like he, he wanted to further establish his name and that ended up not working out for him. And he lost, you know, a clip. He clearly lost. I don't know if anyone who said that there was a super close fight. I, I don't know what fight they saw, but clearly he won the fight. Uh, he, he, um, man, his footwork, um, his jab, head movement, he had everything going uh, and he needed to be perfect uh, for the whole fight. And, you know, there was a couple of rounds where, where he wasn't, but for the most part, he was perfect for Usyk and that won him the titles. Marquise Johns, your thoughts on Usyk, the former undisputed cruiserweight champ, now captures most of the heavyweight championship. I really thought TJ that he was just going to come in here and just get pounded by Joshua for 12 rounds. And then once the, once the opening bell rang, TJ Usyk got up in Joshua's kitchen and Joshua had no adjustment for that fight ever since. And that's where we are with this one. It's like unreal. And it's interesting TJ only because where was this version of Usyk in the last two heavyweight fights? Like this was the same Usyk that we all saw that barely got by Ch- Ch- Derek Chisora and had to wait for a late replacement on three days rest to tire out in a fight. So it's it's really interesting how well we see the we saw the adjustments and improvements of, of Alexander Usyk obviously against Joshua. But my thing, guys, I, I'm trying to figure out all of all this is what was Joshua's game plan in this fight and at what point were they going to use it? Because there wasn't one at all whatsoever in this coming on. Coming on I really thought that's a telling it. point that you bring up, Marquise. I really thought that Rob McCracken, who is a well-thought-of trainer in England, th- there was not much strategy and advice as the, as the eighth round became the 10th round, the 11th round, and the 12th round. 
Uh, to Marquise's point on the strategy, Abe, uh, it's easy now to, to 2020 hindsight on that, but listening even in real time, he wasn't to me giving him very much in terms of adjustments or, or tactics. No, he really wasn't. And, and I feel like Joshua was almost like daydreaming at times in, in that corner. Uh, and, and it, it probably didn't, wouldn't have mattered if he was giving them instructions. Um, I just don't think he was, he was mentally beat early in that fight. And with Joshua, we've seen that, you know, um, the, the mental aspect of it is huge in his game. If he doesn't, if, if it's not hitting in all cylinders up there in the, in the brain housing group, uh, it is not going to be a good night for him. And it was not in that case as Usyk gets the win. We love the historical perspective of the sport. And obviously, last week was the 36th anniversary. I believe that predates Abe. I believe it's close to predating Marquise. But I was around. I was a teenage TJ when Michael Spinks beat Larry Holmes as the light heavyweight champion, moving all the way up to heavyweight, 25 pounds he put on to get up to heavyweight. Um, and beat Larry Holmes, and that was an aging 35-year-old Larry Holmes who had been through a lot of battles. This was an in-prime, in late-20s Anthony Joshua that Alexander Usyk took it to. Evander Holyfield, former light heavyweight champion, former cruiserweight champion, goes on to win the undisputed title, knocking out Buster Douglas, defended it several times, lost it, got it back. Does Usyk belong in that category? Marquise, go first, and then uh, Abe Gonzalez, NewYorkFights.com. Does Usyk belong in that realm, how we regard Spinks and Holyfield for the accomplishment? We are, TJ, only because no matter how we feel about Joshua, if you feel he's been exposed or he just wasn't that great of a champion, whatever, whatever you feel about Joshua, at the end of the day, it's all about Usyk here. And Usyk was the Cruiserweight Unified Champion and moved up in weight class to defeat Joshua and all at the end of the day. And that's who's holding the belts. So I think you have to put him in the conversation. I don't see any reason, any reason why not to. And obviously, both of those guys are in the, in the International Boxing Hall of Fame. Abe Gonzalez, does he belong in that category? Is this Hall of Fame credential stuff now that he's won three of the heavyweight belts? Yeah, he absolutely stamped his ticket to the, to the Hall of Fame. If he doesn't do anything else in his career right now, he goes to the Hall of Fame. He did it in less, in less fights than Holyfield did. Um, and, you know, being the undisputed cruiserweight and then going right into heavyweight in, in his third fight, I believe, as a heavyweight, um, gaining the, being the unified champ. Man, that's some impressive, impressive stuff. Olympic background. Um, I'm just wondering how, uh, I think it was Sean Porter that beat him in the amateurs. I'm just trying to figure out how that happened. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's been a while. And, uh, and obviously he had beaten Joshua long ago, a decade ago in the amateurs himself and ended up now getting the win as a pro. And how much more credit do we give that he went into enemy territory? I mean, it was clearly pro Joshua, 60,000 yeah. plus. What did they announce it? 68,000. I think they announced it. And they were largely silent as that fight went on. How much more impressive does that make it, Abe first and then Marquise? Oh, it, it's, it's huge. He's, he is the road warrior, right? That's, that's basically what they stamped him. Uh, and towards the end of the fight, uh, it was like the 11th or 12th round, you started to hear like Usyk chants in the background. I don't know if you guys saw heard that, um, but you started to. So he was able to change the crowd and go in his favor almost a la Rocky four towards the end, <laughs> you know, people were starting to say, Ooh, sick. Ooh, sick. And I was like, wow. Like he's because he showed what type of fighter he was and he did it with class. You know, he, 
he he uh he probably could have taken Joshua out, but he didn't. He said, "Why is everybody so bloodthirsty?" You know, I'm just trying to win the titles. And he had him rocked Marquise at the end of the 12th round. And interesting, yeah. the timekeeper clearly had a two minute, 55 second round ringing the bell with about five seconds still left in the 12th round because Usyk might've gotten in another lick and gotten a knockdown um, the way that Joshua was hurt. And, and, and Joshua clearly after the fight, wincing on his stool, Usyk came over yeah. to him like to congratulate him or whatever before the verdicts were ready, still sitting on the stool. He's wincing, making a pain face. Like, I don't know if that's a fractured uh, eye orbital again, a fractured cheekbone. If he was still shook up, uh, he was hurt, obviously, at the end of that uh, 12th round. I have a couple of other comments here about Anthony Joshua, but I'll let you guys just one more here because this is now a second loss in four fights for him, a second loss to the last three fighters he's fought. He beat Ruiz in the rematch. He beat a 38-year-old Kubrat Pulev last mm. December. But he's lost now twice to to the three guys that he's fought most recently. Go Marquise on Anthony Joshua and where, if anywhere, he goes from here on the world stage. Well, TJ, before the fight started, as you know, he, he signed that lifetime career deal with Matchroom, so they're on the hook with him, for him forever. <laughs> so whatever fight that may be, we'll find out. I'm, as you know, guys, they're, 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 they're going to have this rematch. Obviously, that's just built in on every Matchroom uh, boxing contract, especially one with Anthony Joshua involved because. Uh, Things like this may have happened before. So we're going to get this, this rematch again. I just don't know, guys, rematch-wise, if this – at some point, you have to know when to hold him, know when to fold him. And this is the one guy I think Joshua at this point – he lost him with the amateurs. He's lost to him now. I don't see what changes at this point. Somebody just got to call the day and find the next person up and see if the – See if you can wait on the sidelines a little bit to see if uh, the winner of this Fury Wilder fight comes over, swoops up Usyk, maybe put – upset that alpha card and didn't bring your name back up to the resume from there but i we're going to get a second new sick joshua fight guys i think it's going to be more the same voice of marquise john senior writer bigfightweekend.com abraham gonzalez newyorkfights.com nyfights.com is here also with us on the big fight weekend podcast okay same question where does anthony joshua go now with a second a notable loss here over the last couple of years where does he go i would hope that he would uh, step aside on that rematch after after he gets his head clear, and and just fight a couple of fights, maybe with some with some new members of his team added on, uh, like in regards to his training staff. His, I think his ego or you know the 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 mental part of it is not allowing him to see that a rematch a rematch with Usyk right away is not the the right uh, way to go. Um, I think that he needs to to really think about things, get the yes men out of, out of the room, bring in somebody that's really going to tell him, Hey, you know, we need to, to kind of break everything down. Let's, let's start from scratch again. Let's build upon what you have. Um, and let's do a couple of different things. Um, I, I even saw Leonard Ellaby uh, recommend someone like uh, Stephen Breadman Edwards. That would be a, a fantastic, you know, addition to his game. Uh, and I would even do that. What about but, the argument, if I can interrupt, that he was yeah. with McCracken as an amateur? He's been with McCracken his entire career, and the loyalty thing won't let him change to anybody else. I know you're saying get a new voice, but how strong is that loyalty thing gonna gonna tug at him? Ah, uh, yeah, it's it's tough because Anthony Joshua does seem like he is he's a guy that loves his comfort zone, which is why I posed the question on whether he would ever fight in the u.s again and i don't think he will 
Um, and I think that is um, something that is against him too. So he's got he's got to figure it out, and he's he has got to um, stop with this comfort zone stuff, and and really just like look analyze where he's at in his career, and really look at it and see what he can do from here. I don't think that the rematch is the right way to go uh, because if he loses and and if he loses bad next time, where does he go from there? He's finished. We know the answer. He's, he's finished at that point. If it does happen Uh, again, they would make the argument Eddie Hearn would make the argument, his fans, those that back him, that he got his act together and beat Ruiz in the rematch. Of course, the argument is full circle that Ruiz was not in shape for the rematch and a much easier Andy Ruiz to fight, but that would be the argument. Um, All right, so I let you guys go first. I I will uh, say a couple things that I've said repeatedly on this podcast uh, and elsewhere. The first thing is uh, there there was not a doubt for me previously that Deontay Wilder would have atom-bombed Anthony Joshua in 2017, 18, or 19. I believe Anthony Joshua believed that too and was going to stay away from him even if he had to go to Mongolia and be away from civilization to not have to fight him. I am much more convinced even now, if I was like 98%, I'm 1,726% that he would have been knocked out and would still be knocked out by Deontay Wilder. If Andy Ruiz is getting the better of him, if a straight left hand from a blown-up cruiserweight, Alexander Usyk is staggering him backwards, that atom bomb right hand would have finished him. So on the where does he go from here, we, I have the answer before I have to see it. He doesn't go in front of Deontay Wilder and survive. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, there was this whole talk for the first six months of this year that the undisputed title fight is what we want. Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury. Okay. Usyk has now messed that up for Joshua with a win. And if Wilder gets the rematch win over Tyson Fury, why can't there be an undisputed title talk, Deontay Wilder and Alexander Usyk in the United States for mega money and all the titles? Because if the two Brits, if the two English guys could have fought each other with the belts, if they're out of the way, why can't Usyk and Wilder fight? Or am I making too much sense for boxing, Marquise? Of course you're making too much sense for boxing, TJ. But the bigger issue is is that uh, I think what the, with the whole Anthony Joshua's title reign just in general – it it became a game guys of keep away and stay away. And that's what what played out way too long for all of us to keep up with this stuff. And then as you mentioned before, the first six months, we had to hear this, this fantasy fight that apparently TJ was all of that, just a fantasy fight. And it just, it just seems like at this point now in the bizarre event, TJ, and let's say Wilder upsets Fury in this third fight, they can go back. Now they can fight. They were complaining beforehand that, that the belts were keeping them back from making this all British heavyweight fight. Well, both guys coming off a loss, uh, I'm, I'm sure it will still sell at Wembley. I mean, it's Fury and Wilder, Fury and Joshua, I mean. So it, it makes sense on that end of it. But no, the, the only way that makes sense, TJ, that it actually happens that quick is if they they already lined this up with Usyk's camp already. And I think they should happen in the event that this fight – it all depends on the winner of this Fury-Wilder uh, fight. Let's see who goes from there. But I really do think that that fight does make more sense. Okay, so Abe, again, I'm an idealist. I'm also a realist. But – if Wilder wins, uh, what was good for, for those two, Fury and Joshua, why is it not good for Wilder and Usyk in an undisputed title fight? Because Anthony Joshua put this off for three years, refusing to fight Deontay Wilder. You know, uh, I think it would happen 
Uh, I, I think uh, undisputed fight would happen here in the U.S. Usyk's, Usyk has no problem fighting here. He has, you know, there, there's people that will come out and see him fight, whether that's in Chicago, whether that's in mm-hmm. Vegas or whatever the case may be. So I think that fight that happened, they'll just try to, you know, build up to that and, and not go to it right away. So it'll be like an end of 2022 type of thing where they would fight. It wouldn't be immediate, though. Um, and I think in the interim, there'd be, you know, whether the Usyk rematch or, you know, Wilder, you know, fights, fights somebody in between and uh, like a Hellenius or Kalinowski or somebody like that, you know, just kind of get some reps in because he's been out of the ring for a while. And then that then it'll eventually come down to, you know, the undisputed showdown, uh, which it'll be Fox. Well, not Fox, but probably Showtime at that point. Yeah. Keep in mind again that Eddie Hearn's not going to let the, the the rematch go because it's a lucrative rematch. I, I just wonder, and we don't know, we're so fresh a week away. Is that a fractured eye orbital? And how long does it take to heal? And how long before Usyk really wants to be back in the ring? Does he want to be back in the ring, say, in January or February or not? Is he willing to wait longer? Um, in Wilder's case, father time is ticking here at 35 years old, soon to be 36 years old. So you want to get on with it on trying to have an undisputed title fight. The first thing is take care of business if he can against Fury in the third fight. All right, let's move on because I only have Abe here for a little while longer. Marquise and I are back uh, later on to figure out, cobble together what exactly is going on with the fights and the fight cards this weekend. It's not much. Manny Pacquiao has made it official for now. That's the qualifier for now that he is retired at almost 43 years of age. Not unsurprisingly, because he's going to run for the presidency of the Philippines. So he announced the run for the presidency about 10 days ago at the time that we're taping. And then earlier this week, made it official, as official as retirements can be in boxing. I'm done and had a very heartfelt about nine minute video saying thank you to everybody. Abe, you first here on Pacquiao. One, do you believe he is done And second of all, a thought on the legacy as it goes out now, apparently with a loss, to end a Hall of Fame career, eight division world champions, so many big fights. So one, do you believe he's done? And two, more on the legacy. I do believe he's done. I think this is it. And he probably had that heart-to-heart with his wife, and she was like, hey, that's it. And I I think he accepted that. Regards with his legacy, and I've mentioned this a few times in a couple different platforms, um, I put him right next to Ali, uh, both in and out of the ring. His impact on um, his country and society, his international appeal. Um, I, you know, yes, they, they, uh, they fought for different things um, uh, as far as um, out of the ring, but I, they, still, they still had that much of an impact. I mean, this guy is loved around the world. Like they were, we haven't seen that from anyone other than Ali. So it's him and Ali as far as, you know, um, that's concerned. And, and even in the, even in his boxing career, uh, I know Floyd got the undefeated record, but to be honest with you, I think that Manny Pacquiao um, surpasses him in, in, um, in how we look at like the top fighters of all time, Um, you know, because of the accomplishments and how long he did it and how, how much he was able to do at the at the back half of his career and and his uh and his age so really impressive stuff it's going to be hard to 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 match that in the future 
Um, but I'll go a step further. Nobody's going to match yeah. fighting as a minimum weight fighter at 108 and winning world titles as a minim minimum weight or flyweight champ and then get all the way up to welterweight and still win world titles. You are not going to see that again. Yeah, I hate, I always joke, Marquise loves my jokes. I joke to stay away from words like never, stay, a word, stay away from words like always, like forever. Stay away from the three words, I love you. Unless you really do, you're going to get yourself in trouble with those three words uh, as well. <laughs> but to say never, Marquise, am I fairly confident here? You're not going to see somebody win titles at 108, 115, and then still have the ability to move up later in their career and win at 140 and 147 as Pacquiao did late in his career. No, not at all, TJ. I don't think that's going to happen in, probably in my lifetime at this point, which is going to be a long time from now. And it's funny with the legacy of Pacquiao, guys. And the one thing that's missing out of all of this, and outside of Canelo, uh, Pacquiao was the, the, the number two draw in the sport. Uh, that, 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 that bank's closed now, guys. So now we got to go with the next thing up because everybody and their great grandma was lining up for Manny Pacquiao. I'm still cringing at the fact that they actually had a fight when Mikey Garcia still set up, by the way, that's still, sh that's still nightmarish, but he was that, he was that revered and that well-known at this point. And the one thing I thought was interesting, uh, TJ as well, uh, Abe, uh, during the week, uh, your Dennis Uga saw the retirement announcement and thought he was going to be the villain in all of this and saying like, Hey, uh, I fought Manny Pacquiao in his last fight. Does that make me the villain for, you know, pretty much putting this guy out of the sport? And pretty much the entire, you know, you know it's a weird uh, world in, in social media when you go to a Twitter feed and everyone was giving him support, you know, good things on the internet, as opposed to, hey, you're a bum Ooh. and other nonsense that usually happens Now, on you said, Marquise Johns, on this podcast last week when the announcement about the presidency was out that you believed there would be at least one more fight and you thought trying to fund his campaign would be a reason for that, to help fund the campaign, go fight again, go make more money for the presidential campaign. Are you buying that he is done and done for good? Or are you still holding out that he fights one more time somehow, some way, somewhere? I still find a way, TJ, he's going to get back into the ring in some capacity. Maybe he joins the, the rest of the folks into this weird exhibition circuit. Hey, hey let's drop that old dead horse, guys, of Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao fighting again for funsies. You know, that whole nonsense again. I mean, it's, out, it's not the worst thing that, that's been trotted out there, but it, I, I do see something along those lines with Manny Pacquiao for, for his campaign to be, be meet and greets happening one way or another. And there's a couple of points. I mean, obviously, if he wins the presidency, which we won't know until May, he becomes as prominent uh, a figure in sports, in worldwide sports. He's now the president of a country. Um, and, and, for example, he comes to the United States and can meet with President Biden in this case or whoever the U.S. president is. He can go and meet with the prime minister of Japan. He can go meet with the prime minister of England, the prime minister of Canada. He is a head of state at that point. Now, here's one other thing. There is some belief that there is some anti-Pacquiao in the political whatever Maybe he loses the election. I don't see that. They've had corruption problems with elections before. If he loses the election, might he be back? That's a that's a question, though, for next May. We won't know that one until next May, right? May, uh, Abe, I see you shaking your head on that one. Yeah, no, no, you, you have a point there. And, you know, I always thought that he was going to have the one last hurrah homecoming, the one, you know, fight in front of his people, like for free, you know, packing an arena outside, you know, fighting Joe Schmo, whatever there and just kind of, you know, giving it, um, you know, one last time in front of his people. I always thought that, but I, I don't think that he's going to do that. My real question is, uh, 
is Floyd Mayweather going to send him a check for his campaign? That's what the, that's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> campaign finance law is a little different in the Philippines and it is not an easy situation for him to try to solve some of the economic disaster that they have there. They have been ravaged by COVID-19 yeah. in that country. Uh, the vaccination rate is, is uh, less than 50%. There are problems and Manny Pacquiao is trying to solve them and good or do, do the best that he can to try to solve them. Good on him for that. Remaining moments with Abe Gonzalez still with us. Marquise is here for the duration uh, on the big fight weekend podcast. All right, Abe, I joked all the way back at the beginning. Do you have a solution on when the lightweight title world title fight between Teofimo Lopez and George Cambosis is happening? It's apparently not happening at the Hulu theater on Monday night. We know that at the time we're taping, we keep qualifying this. We wait for the IBF to do the right thing to step in and say, Triller, you're in default. You screwed all of this up. You're no longer the promoter of the fight. What happens after that? Are they fighting like Abe? Are they fighting at your house? Are they going to fight? What, what is the deal? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote Fadjo in this. I guess George Campbell was listening to his show when he said, yesterday's price is not today's price. <laughs> well done. Well done. And, and, and George Campos was, was like, show me the money. Show me this 380K more that I want for this fight. I don't know. Um, you know, they, they were saying uh, October 16th, I guess, uh, at the Barclays. The only way that I can see this being salvaged if they do that and for them to make money off of it uh, is, and, and I, I put this out there uh, earlier, is to do a, um, a versus with two Latin stars. Being in New York, being at the Barclays, it, yes, it is a short window, but if, if they get the right artist, they can sell that puppy out real quick and make that money back. Um, that's the only way I see this turning into anything but, positive. But hasn't the ship sailed? Cambosis is still in Australia. We released this podcast on Friday morning, October 1st. He's still in Australia. He's not leaving because they didn't agree for him to come to the U.S. to fight on October 4th, which is what the contract said. They can have all the versus audiences they want and then come have Teofimo shadow box in the ring, Abe, because he doesn't have an opponent. Yeah, I don't know. And you know what the, the, the funny thing in all this is that his manager is Peter Kahn, who no longer works for Triller. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you've got all these different subplots and parts of it, including Marquise, as you wrote about earlier in the week, Triller putting a contract in front of George Cambosis that's error-filled, has his name misspelled in it, has a wrong date in it that also says the fight could be in New York, Florida, or Los Angeles. No wonder he wouldn't sign it, Marquise. Not exactly the most favorable of the contracts, guys, for a fight that's been rescheduled probably more times than I've changed socks at this rate, which is pretty depressing. Only for the simple fact, TJ and Abe, this is an IBF mandatory bout. No one's, no one wants to watch this. Like this should have been done and over with the same weekend. Floyd Mayweather was reigning in Miami against Logan Paul. They should have took the L then and we would have been done with all of this, but no, they had to move the date and we're stuck. Abe, do you agree with something I advanced and Marquise heard me say it on the podcast and sort of the podcast audience that was with us last week. We hope that there's at least a few people that listen from week to week that <laughs> Triller is going down the road of we could lose $6 million on this person, maybe even more than that with the rental of the arena, et cetera, et cetera. 
just cut your loss and default and lose the million instead of the six million. These guys split that up and somebody else gets to promote their fight if it works. How much do you buy into the Triller's ultimate motive here is don't lose five million more than you have to? Yeah, I think, you know, what you said makes sense. The problem is there's this little thing called ego, right? And, and that's what's getting in the way of that happening. Um, I think that they, they don't want to make it seem like they failed, right, in, in this whole situation. Um, but it might very well end up being that way. And to be honest, I don't even know if they do boxing in 2022 because of it. No. I you think know, they're a this, total mess. Yeah, they were supposed to do a monthly show at the Hulu, Gar- at the Hulu Theater. They did one show. So... You know- to pick up Michael Hunter, by the way, the heavyweight still thinks he's fighting in November at the Hulu theater. Michael, don't hold your breath. Don't, <laughs> don't count the money before you get any of it uh, from Triller on that one. And you're right. Maybe Triller's out of the boxing business now. And we know it. We know it in a few weeks and a few months that they're out of the boxing business. Now uh, we shall see. Marquise has said over and over again, this fight is not going to happen. Abe is the fight going to happen at some point, somehow, some way. Or do you believe uh, Lopez Cambosis off the board, Triller defaults, and Lopez ends up fighting Lomachenko, somebody else? What say you real quick, Abe? I think it does happen. Uh, and you know who's going to end up promoting it? Top rank. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes right back to them for less money, by the way, uh, for around what they bid. Because if Matchroom doesn't want it, then would top rank want it? And, and how do they show it? And how do they shoehorn it in? Okay, uh, uh, fair enough on all of these subjects. Abe Gonzalez, you've done a great job with us on the podcast. Tell the audience how they find you, social media, your writings, et cetera. Promote away here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Go. Hey, TJ, thank you for having me again. Um, You can find my work at nyfights.com. Follow me on Twitter at abg718 and follow nyfights at nyfights on Instagram. All right, so there's all the ways to find him socially. Marquise, we always love having Abe on. We always we need some stability, some security, some muscle. We got to go simplify with a Marine like uh, Abe Gonzalez. Absolutely, you got to go with Abe. I mean, TJ, we, we, we know Abe's going to be here. I mean, that Triller fight card. Uh, yeah, don't 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 count your chickens on it. So it's always great to have Abe on the show. <laughs> and Abe, if we needed a solution, Abe would go get a solution, but they didn't ask him yet. Yet, yet being the key yet. part of that. There's still time. Abe, they need boxing people. Abe, be well, and let's see what happens with Wilder Fury. We're not going to have you on next week. Do I sneak an early prediction? Does Fury 86 him, and that's it for Deontay Wilder? Does Wilder get him back in the third fight? And now and now we're, we're uh, setting into motion maybe an undisputed title fight with Usyk. Uh, sneak a quick prediction in just a few seconds. Too, too early of a prediction, but I say Fury in 12. Hmm. Fury, and, and would that be the end of Wilder once and for all, in your opinion? Uh, if no, he loses? I, I think he, he tries to, to come back and, and get the belts from uh, Usyk or that, you know, though that side of the, of the titles um, and maybe stay away from Fury and, and eventually lead to a fourth fight down the road if, if both of them are champions at that point. Wow. All right. We'll see if that's the case. Abe, great work. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate it. Marquise, hang in there. More on the way, including whatever action there is in boxing this weekend. There's not a championship fight card. Marquise is on it. We'll talk about it. A follow-up thought on Fury Wilder 3 and the Fury Wilder Week coming in Las Vegas starting next week as you come back with us.
But first, we're brought to you by our friends at WinBet. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And we're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You've got exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all the favorite teams, the players, the sports. We've got the NFL starting up soon. Uh, Major League Baseball is ongoing. You've got the golf. You've got the the MMA. Uh, Pretty soon the NBA will be back. The NHL will be back. College football and more. Great promos, odds and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. We have what you need with WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today. Get a special offer. Get a risk-free $500 bet from us at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network by just downloading and using our promo code SGPN. Download the WinBet app. Visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to find out more right now. If you're ready to play, if you're ready to win, they're the premier sports betting experience. Download, bet, and win with WinBet. And we're brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. And the football season is ready to kick off, and PropSwap is here to make this your best season ever. Because with PropSwap, your bet doesn't have to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. For example, Trey Lance of the 49ers opened up at 300-1 to to win the MVP this year, and he has already been bet down to 75 to 1 after that preseason performance just last weekend. That means if you bet 100 bucks on Trey Lance back in May, you could sell that ticket on PropSwap right now for $400, a 300% return before the season ever begins. Think of PropSwap like the stock market, but for sports betting. Buy low, sell high. The average seller on PropSwap makes over $500 a month just by listing and selling tickets. And when making your bets, remember, go for two. Make two tickets on the same team. You can sell one for a profit and leave one for yourself for skin in the game. Again, your bet doesn't necessarily have to win. It just has to improve. Think of it like the stock market. Get started today at PropSwap.com. Download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. And we're brought to you in part by Odds Crowd. If you haven't already downloaded Odds Crowd's app, you're missing out. The free roll fantasy contest is taking place on Odds Crowd this year. Ten grand for the best NFL better and sides are included this year. Also, a weekly $100 SGPN exclusive contest just for people that have the SGPN app downloaded. There's over $30,000 in cash prizes up for grabs across both the season-long and weekly contests for the NFL and college football, and the boys here at SGPN are all taking part, so you can try to claim bragging rights over us as well. Here's how it works. Once you get in the contest, you track your bets against the real odds and the lines, much like you do with any pick-tricking app. The most profitable players will rise up on the leaderboard, and if you have the highest profit at the end of the contest, then you win. And Odds Crowd isn't just fantasy betting contests. It's a social app for sports bettors. It's free to download. You can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private fantasy contests with your buddies, and much more. So download the app for free or go to oddscrowd.com today. 
And we're brought to you in part by PicksWise, the number one home of free sports betting picks, props, and parlays, helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring sports fanatics, giving you the who, the how, and the why behind every prediction. For every game, every day, and every sport, all for free, visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling. If you or someone you know wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. But you've got the opportunity here with PicksWise to get their favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast, it's fun, it's easy, and it all starts with prize picks. You pick two of the five players that day, decide if they'll go under or over their stat projection, and then you find out if you win. The more players you pick, the more that you can win. You can win up to 10 times your money with the prize picks, and that's the way to play. Use the promo code SGP. You'll get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, SGP is the promo code with PicksWise for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It's PicksWise promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Keeps, as Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair, guys. If you're follically challenged like I am, listen up. A convenient virtual doctor consults with you, gets you medication, and they deliver it straight to your door every three months. You don't even have to leave your home. It's a low cost with treatment starting as low as $10 a month and Keeps offers generic versions of their products. Discreet packaging, proven results. Keeps has more and more five-star reviews every day, every week than any of its competitors. The prevention of hair loss is the key. Treatment can take four to six months to see results, so you need to act right now. And if you're ready to act to prevent hair loss, go to K-E-E-P-S dot com slash SGP. Get your first month of treatment for free with our offer. That's keeps at K-E-E-P-S dot com slash SGP. Get your first month free with keeps K-E-E-P-S dot com slash SGP. And we're brought to you in part by Prize Picks. Turn your picks into real cash with Prize Picks. Here's why it's going to be your favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast, it's easy, and it all starts with Prize Picks. Simply pick two to five players and decide will they go over or under their stat projection for that day. The more players you pick, the more you can win. In fact, you can win up to 10 times your money. Prize Picks is the only way to play. And use the promo code SGP to get a 100% instant deposit match bonus up to $100. That's the Prize Pick app, our promo code SGP. And we're brought to you in part by Mint Mobile. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if you've learned anything, is that there's always a catch. So when you hear that Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks, I know, you think, what's the catch? But when you find out more and look into their service, it all makes sense. That's because there isn't a catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. That means they're cutting out the retail stores. There's no crazy overhead cost that they pass down to the customers in the form of mystery fees. No, Mint just passes on sweet savings directly to you. For people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers a premium wireless for $15 a month. All plans come 
Com with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan. Keep your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile will cover you with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile. Get premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month. A new wireless plan, 15 bucks a month, and get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. That's mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash sportsgp. And a reminder, the SGPN app is right there live now in the App Store and the Google Play Store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, everything in the content from the SGPN family of shows and everything that's going on on the app. Don't forget, give us an app review. Download the SGPN app today in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Look for us. It's the SGPN app. We're back on Big Fight Weekend. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. Back in once more with senior writer, BigFightWeekend.com, Marquise Johns. Much thanks again to Abe Gonzalez of NewYorkFights.com, NYFights.com, or NYFights on social media. He and Michael Woods uh, covering everything, at least in the Northeast and in New York, and what's going to happen with Lopez and Cambosis or not. As we again head towards the weekend, you may have news. Um, I mean, one thing I'm going to continue to bring up, and I'll probably end up writing something for the site this weekend, where is the IBF, the International Boxing Federation, based in New Jersey? They they have got to end this with the Triller purse bid. It, they have signed contracts from the fighters. They mandated the fight had to happen Monday night, October 4th. It's obviously not happening then. They should vacate uh, Triller's purse bid here and say you're in default. And we'll now move on by our rules. You wrote about this, Marquise, earlier in the week. Matchroom Boxing will get the second crack at it. They'll have five days to decide whether we want it. And as Abe, I heard it in Abe's voice, and I saw you nodding along. You don't believe that's even realistic, that they're going to go after that fight, right? No, TJ, only because if they were if, – if, if, in, in a perfect world, I would believe Eddie Hearn would do anything he could to spite Bob Arum on, on, you know, in terms of purse bids and, all, and boxing shenanigans. And taking a fighter on one of his own cards to do it would be, would be ideal. However, the zone is putting on a, a fight cards, TJ, with Mikey Garcia and, and Sandor Martin. So I don't know where that money is going to be coming from. And clearly, uh, Hearn spent all the money on the Sweet Caroline and the Pyro budget for the Joshua fight. So I don't think it's happening. <laughs> and his guy took the L while he's at it. And now he's got to try to make the rematch happen. Um, and again, I, I just I go back to what we'll finish up on the whole Fury Wilder thing in a couple of moments. But I go back again. Anthony Joshua is damaged goods. Anthony Joshua has no um, value to an American boxing fan right now because Andy Ruiz already uh, took care of him. And, and Usyk, uh, if you watched that fight, schooled him down the stretch. So. Yeah. Anthony Joshua's got to do some serious career rehabilitation with a couple of spectacular wins against world-class fighters before I believe he has any credibility at this point because of the two guys that have beaten him. This is not Fury beating him or Wilder beating him. This is a blown-up cruiserweight. Yes, a very talented cruiserweight, but uh, but somebody that should have been a lesser, a lesser fighter that Joshua should have been able to handle in that environment. He did not handle it. 
So there you go um, on that one, and we'll see what happens with Lopez and uh, Cambosis. Um, real quick, because there's not a lot of fight yeah. cards. Again, there's not a championship fight card. There's a show in Italy on Friday night on DAZONE. Marquise will pay attention to that. There yeah. is a British fight card involving Chris Eubank Jr., the son of the former uh, famous fighter in the 80s and the 90s in England, his dad, Chris Eubank Sr., um, and then not much else, like an ESPN Plus show in Mexico, as you joked earlier, featuring good luck, Miguel, good luck Miguel Vasquez yeah. right on ESPN Plus. Good luck. So there's not a championship fight card for this weekend. You'll be monitoring it for the site. Yeah. So let's go back to Wilder Fury here and the odds opening up for our friends at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Oh, I know what I wanted to say just real quick before we do that. Yes. We were advising for sportsgamblingpodcast.com, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, for those that wanted to short-term invest. We loved the over, the over of nine and a half rounds in Joshua Usyk. That hit. Mm -hmm. I yeah. believed that Joshua was going to win in the late rounds or by decision. That didn't happen. But we kept preaching the over, and the over did come through, Marquise. Absolutely. And the one thing about the over TJ, granted the guy that we had didn't show up, but he showed up at least for more than 24 and a half minutes, which is all we needed for the prognostications and the, for the line to cover. <laughs> and it did cover. And it was interesting that Howard Foster, the British judge, had Anthony Joshua in front when Steve Weisfeld and the, U, uh, the Ukrainian judge uh, it both had Usyk in front going to the ninth round. And then all three judges agreed unanimously that Usyk won all four of the remaining rounds. That's very rare in a big time championship fight that they all agree, unless it's an obvious dominating, you know, he keeps knocking him down, whatever that, that was fascinating that not even the British judge could hold out on keeping Usyk from winning the fight. You know, TJ, and that's the bigger thing that's been left out of all of this. Credit to the judges for actually getting it right for once, and especially a fight of this magnitude, because let's be honest, TJ, the reason why the odds were stacked in favor of Joshua, hometown fight, hometown fighter, hometown crowd, hometown judges. I mean, it doesn't get any more easier than that. So that, that's what happened at the end of the day. Usyk just decided to, to uh, foil all plans being the road warrior he is. And the biggest thing is he won the 11th round and the 12th round. And I thought we couldn't understand in Lithuanian or whatever, but uh, I mean, basic or Ukrainian, excuse me, or yeah. whatever. But they, they were obviously saying to him, go out, don't just stay away from him and coast in the 12th, go win the 12th round to make sure you've won the fight. As it turns out, he wouldn't have needed it, but he didn't know that. And he had Joshua in trouble at the end of the 12th. So anyway, we hit the over there. Let's peek at the early odds on Fury Wilder three. Uh, God willing, it is supposed to be in Las Vegas uh, next weekend, T-Mobile Arena. What are the early odds here on the trilogy fight for WBC heavyweight champion Tyson Fury, former champion Deontay Wilder, Marquise? Pretty much, TJ, uh, Fury's a, a slight uh, three-to-one favorite at net minus 310 as we're recording this. Uh, Wilder at the underdog at plus 245. Surprisingly low, TJ, honestly, only for the reason that I thought it would be a little higher considering the beating Wilder took in that last fight. I would have thought... They would have adjusted the line accordingly for that, but no, they only have him as a slight two and a half, what, like two and a half to one. Do you believe that as we get more attention on this, that those odds might go up for Tyson Fury? He might become four to one or even greater, maybe even five to one. There will be a bunch of people betting Fury next week, especially from the UK, et cetera. I really do, TJ. And one thing that I think is going to make that line jump actually was that Fury was on the Zoom call this week, pretty much explained it and pretty much squashed any rumor, or allegation, or speculation that was, you know, why Fury canceled the fight because of 
for what various reasons we were the, the they gave us COVID, T, TJ. We all saw him out and about, you know, at car dealerships and casinos and whatnot, or whatever the case may be. But that's all <laughs> squashed away. But the one thing that he 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 did uh, this the spell was the theory the theory that he didn't look good in sparring, which was what the big thing that was leaked out. And the great point was made by me earlier today from uh, Rob T, but over at over at uh, Boxing Social in the UK. Fury's camp does this every from time to time, TJ, where they'll leak certain things out about certain fighters doing things to them that it's all it's all facade. For example, like this whole sparring thing was against Jared Anderson. I like so who who so TJ who 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 doesn't lose in that art that that whole conversation was like oh Jared Anderson was beating up Tyson Fury in sparring sounds good for Jared Anderson this up and coming top ranked prospect yeah you know that's kind of how that whole works right <laughs> almost like you wanted to be one of their guys. <laughs> um, you know, I was just thinking when you said this, though, too, when you look at the Tyson monumental upset loss to Buster Douglas, he got knocked down by Greg Page, the veteran heavyweight and former version of the heavyweight championship. I think he was like the WBA heavyweight champion at one point, briefly. Yeah. Page knocked Tyson down about two weeks before the fight, and there was media everywhere, photographers, video documented. Mm. He smashed him with a right hand and knocked him down. And I still remember when you go back and relive that broadcast, the HBO legendary broadcast of Jim Lampley, Larry Merchant, Sugar Ray Leonard, they showed the video of that knockdown in between one of the rounds as, as Douglas was piling up and banking rounds and said, you know, Jim Lampley, I remember saying in rewatching that when we have around the historical piece, he said, hey, Don King and Tyson's people have dismissed this, but for what it's worth, he got knocked down in sparring here uh, by Greg Page, and, and is that maybe a red flag of what Buster Douglas is doing tonight? Who knows? Who knows what the truth is in sparring yeah. here uh, for Tyson Fury? Interesting on the under-over. Early, early betting. We'll talk more about it next week for Fury Wilder, but the under-over, does that appeal to you for Fury Wilder 3? No, TJ, because I think at this point, I don't know if this fight's going to – I think this fight's going to go to distance one way or another. And the, the, the over-under, I'd have it currently at eight and a half. I think the over is the safe play on this. I don't I don't see these guys knocking each other out again. That, that's just my whole theory in this fight. I, I really think, TJ, this third fight – and maybe it's just me being the, the skeptic and the guy looking for the worst possible scenario, TJ. The worst possible scenario would be a split decision draw, as you well know, in this third fight. <laughs> causing as much nightmares for everyone involved. So Can I go ahead and put in that if that's the announcement, have them put the gloves back on and fight a 13th, fight a 13th round, round. Yes, and please. settle it and settle it. Now it is worth noting Fury stopped him in the seventh round, February, 2020, what it's worth under the yes. eight and a half rounds. The first fight went the distance on that. It is also worth noting that Tyson Fury is the only guy that Deontay Wilder has failed to knock out. Well, I mean, keep that in mind as well. He got the 12th round spectacular, dramatic knockdown, but didn't get the knockout in the first fight. And then he got knocked out himself, got stopped in the second fight. Tyson Fury is the only guy that Deontay Wilder's fought that he hasn't knocked out. He had a decision win over Bermain Stavern mm -hmm. to capture the vacant belt. But in the rematch, he knocks Stavern out in the first round. So every yeah. other guy that, that Wilder has fought, he's knocked out. So interesting for the under over or the knockout proposition or whatever that might be for next week. We are almost done here and out of time. Marquise Johns, anything else of note? We're following all the news of the weekend, including as we've been laying out Manny Pacquiao retiring from the sport. What's going on with Lopez and Cambosis? You may already know the answer as we've released the podcast on Friday for Saturday on the weekend that the IBF dropped 
the 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 piano on this whole thing and said it's over for Triller. They don't have a deal any longer. They forfeit. They they default on the purse bid. We'll be all over that, Marquise, as the weekend unfolds. Absolutely, TJ. That may be the IBF Christmas celebration on Friday when that announcement comes when Triller goes into default because not only, TJ, do they get Triller's deposit from them and just completely take them into default, they get the whole Triller hostage and say that you guys can't build on another fight of ours for another six months. And let's be honest, TJ, they probably won't build on another fight ever again. But this is the idea that they're slowly but surely getting these guys out of the way, which is what needs to happen at this point. Do you believe the fight ends up on top rank as a mandatory defense and it ends up maybe being like a November a Friday night or something and then it sets into motion Lopez Lomachenko rematch first quarter of next year you know what TJ I, I, I see this falling into the lap of Bob all all day and I can just see Bob because Bob was in, on fire at the presser for, for Tyson Fury just cracking just like I knew all along this fight was going to be hosted by us. And it's like, I can just already see that. And it's like, oh, Good impersonation. Right. <laughs> I've been working on it. Nine-year-old Bob Aaron. I'm working on it. <laughs> oh. All right. We'll see what happens with Lopez and Cambosis. For now, we're done. Plug away one more time on the site, on your social media, all of it, Marquise. Absolutely, guys. TJ, bigfightweekend.com, your source for all things boxing, past, present, future. We'll keep an eye out on the lack of boxing action this weekend. TJ, this is this is pretty bad. This is almost 10-box sale level of like uh, a quality opponents this weekend. There's nothing much going on. But thankfully, <laughs> the fights really do kick up in locks over here uh we'll keep an eye on the additional news as well uh they've been making a lot of fight announcements on a lot of these undercars the the top ranked card is looking like a marathon one as well for jamel herring and uh, shakur stevenson where they announced that uh xander zayas their little their, their, their middleweight prospect is going to be on the on the co-main card up uh, that uh, with uh facing dan capernsey that i expect that to, to be as good as it sounds but essentially that's going to be the co-main event to a Nico Ali wash again, fighting in Atlanta, Jamel Herring as well. So that should be interesting at least one way or another. Hey, but, well, we do know that on the Wilder Fury undercard, all things being equal, F.A. Ajagba is on it. Uh-huh. Uh, Robert Hellenius rematch with Adam Konofsky. Uh, that was mentioned by Abe Gonzalez earlier that the winner of that fight could maybe end up fighting Deontay Wilder. If he wins, you mentioned Jared Anderson, big baby Anderson. Yeah. Uh, uh, fighting on the undercard as well. Edgar Berlanga also on the undercard uh-huh. of Wilder. At least the undercard is stocked with a bunch of heavyweights, and Edgar Berlanga, the hard-punching uh, super middleweight, uh, is also on that card. That so you're going to get a bunch. No, no, TJ, I, I'm not one to justify paying 80 bucks for a pay-per-view on October 9th, but at least they're stacking this card up and down, where I think even Julian J-Rocks will be making, making a fight return. It's, it's actually a pretty good card. It's one that you would think they, would, they should be making more of more often, but obviously the money's there for this one, so they're going to stack it. And they've got some time to promote off of this weekend and next week. I will say one more time as we're departing, mm-hmm. because here we are now on the cusp. The podcast releases eight days before Wilder Fury 3 is finally supposed to happen after it was delayed in June, delayed from the fall and the winter of 2020, delayed by the whole arbitration process. If Tyson Fury doesn't fight next week, the WBC has an obligation, I'm using that word, to step in and protect Deontay Wilder, vacate him, strip him of the belt for failure to defend yet again, Whatever the excuse is, not good enough. Vacate him. Let Wilder fight somebody else for the vacant belt and go from there. I keep banging the drum, Marquise. Let's hope we get a Fury Wilder 3. For now, we are good. Thanks also to Abe Gonzalez, NewYorkFights.com. Marquise, great stuff. Have a great weekend. We appreciate it. Uh, Thanks so much, TJ. 
Love Marquise Johns. I'm merely TJ Reeves. Follow us at Big Fight Weekend on Twitter and on Facebook, bigfightweekend.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you get podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, all of it. Podcast Addict, Megaphone, wherever you get podcasts. Find us by searching under Big Fight Weekend. Thanks to the Sports Gambling Podcast for helping promote us, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. For Marquise Johns and Abe Gonzalez, I'm merely TJ Reeves. Uh, we look forward to uh, uh, Fury Wilder next week and much more on that next week. Keep reading the site, bigfightweekend.com as well. Bye.